Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Featured Business on the Self-Care Goddess podcast. And as usual, let's begin with a breathing technique just to ground us and allow us to open up to this beautiful information that we're about to share. So I invite you to just relax whatever surface is beneath you, really ground yourself by connecting with your breath. So deep belly breaths in through the nose. And let's sigh it out with our mouth today, <sighs> just letting go. And as we sigh it out, let's do a couple more of those on your own time. Allow your muscles to just sort of relax, really relax to the surface beneath you, surrender to whatever's beneath you. If you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, you can actually close your eyes and really tune out the world and tune in with yourself, check in with yourself. We rarely get this chance to do that. So continue with these deep belly breaths and sighing it out. That's it, really settling into the space that you're in. And as we continue these deep belly breaths, let's focus our attention in the area of the heart, perhaps even placing our hand there where attention goes, energy flows, channeling energy to this beautiful organ, allows us to receive and give love, compassion, connecting to ourselves and others. And speaking of connection, I invite you now to connect with someone that you're grateful for. Visualize them as if they were right here in front of us. And on your next exhale, exhale all the love, gratitude, and appreciation you have for them being in your life. Let's together take a deep belly breath in through the nose. And exhale. Beautiful. Slowly open your eyes and come back to us. Welcome, 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 everybody. So today we have Andrea with us and she's going to be talking to us about fermentation and fermented products. I'm so excited because I think they are so crucial. And I think I found somebody more passionate about fermented products than me. So I'm excited to have Andrea here on the show. Welcome, 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 Andrea. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. It's my first podcast. So Yay, I'm excited. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. So while on her own personal health journey, Andrea painstakingly researched the science behind the gut's microbiome and its relation to probiotics and fermentation to achieve optimal 
whole body, heart, and wellness, oh, sorry, health and wellness. In 2012, from humble beginnings, Andrea founded Goody Gut to aid in the healing of others from the inside out across the greater Toronto area. Andrea's commitment to empowering communities has led to the birth of a gut hub in Toronto, where she has partnered with other local fermenters and gut health advocates with the opening of Goody Gut Collabs. Wow, congratulations on that, because that's a recent um, achievement, correct? Like. A couple of weeks ago. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you can definitely tell us a little bit more about that. So, yes, I'm super excited for you to be here. Let's start with, tell us a little bit more about your story and your journey and why you're doing what you're doing. Well, I think you did a great intro. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I mean, I guess I could say if I was to try and make it quick is that I went to University of Guelph for pre-vet medicine and I didn't complete my degree, but my love for science and helping kind of has continued throughout my life. And um, also really being very interested in what I like to call the gifts from the earth. So things that have are there for us that help support us. So that's always been something I've been very interested in. Um, I'm not, I'm not a health guru. I'm not like one of those examples of people like I'm always into health. I, I am interested in the science and I'm interested in the gifts of it, but, you know, I also, you know, like, like sometimes don't sleep well. I'm not necessarily trying to be the, the spokesperson for that. I'm more interested in um, the gifts that are kind of been given to us. So hmm. I, when I, I guess I found myself really getting into this when my children were born, that's when health became really important. And I think a lot of people kind of find that the real importance of health uh, through parenting. And then of course, then your own self-care, how important that is. That's how I kind of found it there. And part of that was then getting to the more, I, like the more you d- dig into health, you kind of always find yourself back at the gut. And then the more you learn about the gut. And if you dig into that, it's, it's a fascinating, a fascinating world of yeah. information, both for me, like scientifically listening to like some of the, the reports that were coming back out of it, how it was connected to your overall well-being, and then things that could support it. And then that's where I found fermentation. So that was a very, very easy kind of road that led to that. And then learning about the different types of foods and the different types of ferments and what they provided. And I discovered water kefir. And I, at that time, nobody was making water kefir, certainly not um, like that you could get at the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And someone had given me some grains and I started to make it and I loved it. And um, I loved it so much that I started making it. Now, water kefir as, uh, for a ferment is quite, uh, it, it ferments quickly and, and, and creates a lot. So I started to give it out to people. They started to enjoy water kefir and so on and so on. So I ended up building Goody Gut. <clears throat> and then Goody Gut is a water kefir drink that basically I launched 2019 and it was doing quite well. And then COVID hit and that was a bit of a hit. And, um, and then kind of pivoted and really wanted to really be in community with people, with other fermenters. I wasn't really that interested in making other ferments. I wasn't interested in making the sourdough or the sauerkrauts or the, the coconut kefirs, the dairy kefirs, and just wanted to collaborate with other fermenters who had already kind of honed in on their craft and their ferment. And because diversity is important, these other ferments were really important. So that's kind of how, and wanting to be in community with people and to really, I could see, Ultimately, I could see when people would walk into a grocery store and they would look at the functional health shelves and looking at all those drinks and, you know, knowing they wanted to help their gut, knowing that it was important, but really not knowing where to start mm-hmm. and certainly not knowing which products to pick off the shelf um, was like part was mostly what I wanted to do was kind of curate a space with really good ferments, local ferments, mostly owner operated and be able to make it easier for people to be able to take something off the shelf that they know that was not only delicious, but was really good for their gut. And I love the name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was like, I was really interested in all this stuff. I actually, my family helped me make that. So my husband was like, goody, goody gum gut drops, goody, goody gut drops, you know, like like, goody gum drops. It's like, they're like goody gut gut drops. So goody gut came from that. 
Amazing. Okay. So much to unpack from your story um, as well. So maybe let's just go back a little bit and can you give us a bit of an introduction for our listeners and our viewers that are not familiar with what is fermentation and the fermentation process. And then we can talk a little bit more about the actual products and, and yeah, anyway, we have lots of questions. about yeah, so, so, I mean, it's really, you can, when you start talking about the gut and you start talking about fermentation, you can go into an extraordinary amount of scientific definitions, right? I am not a biochemist. I'm not a microbiologist. Um, but, you know, I try to talk about things that are fascinating. How I, you, um, the gut matters. That's, that's yeah. all that matters. The gut entirely matters. In fact, some people believe that your entire health starts with your gut. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a thing. Your gut houses trillions, trillions of bacteria, creating kind of a micro biome in your gut mm-hmm. that controls almost every aspect of your health, which mm-hmm. including immunity, hormones, detoxification, nutrient absorption. There is um, brain health, brain health, right? The gut brain connection. Brain health, right. So the brain health connection has a lot to do with this idea of the hormonal neurotransmitters, these ideas. Um, and the one thing that really, the three things that um, really got me Oh my gosh, was that there was two, three facts. One is, I don't know if, you know, was that when they said, although the microorganisms by size are significantly smaller than the human cell, yes. um, uh, by pure count of the living organ, like the living cells in your body. Mm, I know oh, what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> one tenth are human. Yes. Crazy. So, that's at rate. I mean, like we're not talking mass, we're talking count, right? Mm-hmm. The quantity. So mm-hmm. if you think about that and whether or not you like it or not, you don't have to think about it or you think it's, it's this idea of war on bacteria. And um, the fact is, you know, if we, our skin, our mouths, our nose, our guts are just trillions and trillions of different bacteria, kind of like your friends is like you you have friends and it's really important to make sure you surround yourself with good friends mm-hmm. and I really started to looking at as probiotics and the gut biomes as they are actually your friends they're helping you in ways that you can't mm-hmm. even imagine That's so you right. want to be conscious of the things you're putting into your body who are you surrounding yourself with and that they do talk so sometimes those cravings are like oh I'm really like, so parasites will come on you and they'll just take whatever you give them, right? Parasites will eat whatever you send their way. Certain pathogenic bacteria that have kind of made uh, your gut their home um, will actually send you signals like mm-hmm. feed me. Mm-hmm. And that, that sugar craving you're trying to like, you know, what's wrong with me is actually not yours. It's an actual transmission that's been sent to you, to your brain to say, I want something with high levels of sugar in it right now feed me. And so that was, oh my gosh. And I didn't like that idea. And that the next one was there's this, so there's different types of probiotics and probiotics ultimately is bacteria that has been proven to be beneficial to your health, right? Mm -hmm. So there's bacteria that's pathogenic that makes you sick. And then there's probiotics. Now there might be strains of probiotics, sorry, bacteria that are non-pathogenic, but until they're proven in the science world to actually have benefits, they can't be called a probiotic, Mm. right? So a probiotic is a proven to be beneficial to your health in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And one of the strains, they call them psychobiotics. Mm -hmm. And so psychobiotics are strains of, of bacteria. So strains of probiotics that have been proven to help with your overall mental health Mm -hmm. because over you'll hear anywhere from 80 to 90% of your serotonin. It's not that it's a healthy, you know, the healthy brain. It actually is produced in the gut. Correct. So it is produced in the gut. The serotonin, the happy hormone is made Mm -hmm. in your gut. So there's those things were like, okay, this is a really big thing for me to go. And this is why the gut health matters. And, um, and yeah, it's a a balanced micro will is a key to a happy, happy, healthy life. So how do you get the gut? happy mm-hmm. what makes the gut happy there are and you know it's funny because when you start looking at self-care or health they're always the same things right like make sure you hydrate make sure you get good enough sleep have a really good form of of stress stress uh like managing your stress in healthy ways these are all like no matter what you're looking at and it's the same thing with the gut and then of course uh one of the top five is fermentation and 
and there's a million different ways. So fermenting. So if I was to tell you what is fermentation, again, we could go really deep, but on a, and it's very complex chemical process, Mm. but to make it is basically just where beneficial micro or like, so fermentation is when microorganisms will convert or I'll say eat sugars or carbohydrates and they'll turn them into kind of alcohols and acids. So that's just like kind of a very basic level of it. And there are three types of fermentation. There's like lactic acid. And that's the thing that gives you like the sourdough, the sauerkrauts, mm. the kefirs, like the dairy kefirs and the water kefirs. And then there's acidic acid and acidic acid fermentation gives you the kombuchas mm. and the acid, uh, sorry, the apple cider vinegars. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ethanol uh, uh, fermentation, which gives us our beer and our wine and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and so I always find that people will find fermentation for three reasons. One is because it's a great way to preserve foods because it does create the acids and stuff. That's a great way of preserving foods. So it's always been similar to pickling. It's a form of preservation of your food. Culinary fermentation has very unique flavors and tastes when you ferment things. And you'll find in the culinary world, they're very fascinated with fermentation through anything from their drinks to kind of salad dressings and everybody's because you can because they're artists, like at that level, the culinary artists are really wanting to experiment with different ways of layering flavors into their dishes and stuff. And fermentation is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. I found my way to fermentation because of its health benefits, okay. right? And the health benefits of fermentation are proven. They're amazing. Um, when you ferment something, there's a lot of, uh, it, it creates the byproduct after that kind of fermentation is a conversion, but the byproduct you get after that is a product that is rich in enzymes, nutrients, minerals, and of course, what we're all looking for is the probiotics. Um, And they also can neutralize certain things in foods that might be hard for the body, um, like phytic acid and stuff. They can, they can neutralize things that might be hard, which is why some people can eat sourdough a lot easier than they can eat regular bread because there is, they're neutralizing some of the elements in that particular ferment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of kick your gut into gear, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it can also, some of the key elements to fermentation is that they unlock, uh, they unlock, they make certain things more bioavailable. Okay. So for example, people love, love, love turmeric, mm-hmm. but turmeric the curcumin and turmeric actually can be hard for the body to, to, to absorb and utilize. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to put things like the pepper or the yeah. fat in it. Right. The ginger, I think activates it as well. Ginger. I, you know, I don't know if ginger soul can okay. do that. I know pepper sin and pepper can, yeah. I, I haven't heard of the ginger doing that, but that's a possibility. I'm not a food mm-hmm. scientist that way. So, I but it. I do know that it's hard for the body to use it. We really want the curcumin. It helps with like low levels of inflammation, yeah. but we, we have a hard time while well, fermenting it okay. can unlock the body's ability to, mm. to absorb it. So it's nutrient absorption, right? So fermentation is very helpful at that, breaking some of that stuff down, low in sugar, high in nutrients, you know, um, the probiotics, chock full of probiotics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, it's just a great it's a great, so on the health level, those are the benefits of fermenting. Amazing. So is fermenting the same as pickling or is pickling yeah. type of fermenting? You see the word vinegar? Yeah. There's, you see the word vinegar in it. It's not fermented. Uh-huh. I mean, you can. So olives, I mean, the olives are not fermented. So the there's part. a thing. There's a, there's a post, like, so <clears throat> vinegar is, 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 is a form of, it would kill the bacteria, right? So fermenting, there's two parts. Is it living? Or is it been fermented? So there's a lot of things that have been fermented and then it's been either pasteurized or it's it's been cooked out or something, right? So you can mm-hmm. ferment okay. and, and still have vinegar there, but it would have been a different process. Mm-hmm. If the final product has acid in it, uh, too much vinegar in it, it won't have a living, it, you know, like the apple cider vinegar, the kombuchas, they have a vinegar, they are living, there's probiotics. But if you're seeing like pickles with vinegar in it, mm-hmm. you're looking at a, a pickling. Mm. And, and that's that's more for the preservation and obviously taste. But that's like preserving your cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But 
if you pickle them with vinegar, there's not the fermentation's not happening. What they call it is a brine. If the brine is fermenting. So in that case, the fermenter would put, you know, spring water and whatever flavors with some salt. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of using the microorganisms that are natural, like it's kind of like wild fermentation, they call it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can you can introduce certain strains, but a lot of time you're just using the wild ones. I am not, and that's one thing I want to do with the store is to bring in those real um I don't, I've never made sauerkraut or pickles and I want to bring in the real fermenters who do do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but pickling is more about preservation. Like it's all about preserves. Okay. Um, Fermentation also has that benefit, but it also has other benefits with it that include. Okay. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about like water kefir. I don't think I've ever tried it. (laughs) Well, it's like the little, um, it's like the little, um, I always call it like the little sister to kombucha. And it says it wants to be, it's hard to complain because, or compare it, pardon me. Fear is, is a ferment. Now there's ferments that you use, like the sauerkrauts and the pickles, which are using um, uh, kind of like wild or potentially introduced probiotics. And then there's probiotics like uh, uh, the kefirs and the kombuchas, scoby. And so similar to when you're eating the dairy kefirs or the coconut kefirs, it's like these little tiny, beautiful grains and you have to feed them and to keep the mother alive. And the scoby is the scoby stands for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeasts. Mm -hmm. So it's already this kind of microbiome on its own and you feed that. So that's, it's a little bit different of a ferment than Mm -hmm. something where you're brining it like the kimchi. So water kefir has a mother that is gorgeous. And I found it there because um, I'm super grateful to kombucha. It really created like an entire culture of people who really were open to the idea of the pot, like fermented products, pickles Mm -hmm. for sure, but kombucha moved, I made a movement happen that I can never be more grateful for. Um, But as a, as a consumer, I wasn't a massive fan. I didn't want the caffeine. And I, um, essentially kombucha is tea, right? Red tea, fermented red tea. It's no, it feeds a mother. Okay. So what does that mean? The mother is so the mother is that scoby I was telling okay. you. There's already a symbiotic culture existing. Okay. The tea and the sugar feed the mother. Oh, it's part. Okay. It's part of the fermenting process. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't make kombucha. There are amazing kombucha fermenters out there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and how do you spell the scoby? By the way, how does like how do you actually? Well, so scoby for a for kombucha looks a lot different than water kefir. Okay. Some people would call it like it looks like a like a little mushroom. Oh. If you ever looked at a, a kombucha scoby, it's like this brown kind mm-hmm. of mushroomy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and where with water kefir, they call them grains. They look like these little rubber, like little tiny grains and grains can sometimes I sometimes I wish it wasn't called grains because people think grains and they think cartons it's like it hasn't it just it's like a little grain that's mm-hmm. the name yeah. they gave it mm-hmm. but it's actually like a one of it's like a it's like a polysaccharide matrix film it's like a biofilm that that when the probiotics or the, the 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 culture starts reproducing so much so it creates a film around it and then you can actually start seeing it. Mm-hmm. So in water kefir, you can't see you can't see the culture because it right. But if it ferments long enough in my bottles, you'll actually start to see the little grains start forming in there. It's pretty mm-hmm. beautiful. So it's different, but it's a culture already that exists. You should do I, a time lapse of the process. Yeah, I mean, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. And they feel like, you know, in science, grade 10 science class, and you had to those petri dishes, you had to like, and it was like Mm -hmm. that little, it's exactly like that. It feels almost exactly like that. Mm. So, and they're good. Um, So water kefir, it it produces. So here's the thing about ferments, you're going to have fermented food, but certain strains, and the key to a good gut is diversity. Mm. I would never say there's one ferment you should have. The truth is you need diversity Mm -hmm. because 
One strain of bacteria will help with serotonin production. Another will help with leaky gut. Another will help with immune and helping with the kind of, you know, the, the immune T cell responses. Like there's all these different strains um, that will have different powers. So you need to get them and not one ferments will carry all the strains you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you were asking me about like what I would say, like when I'm talking to people, what are the things I say the most to them? Mm-hmm. And I'm skipping to that because the thing I always say is listen to your body, listen to the inflammation. Inflammation is talking to you in your body. Yeah, it's a signal, right? It's a, it, it, but listen to it. It's a big one. It's a big one. Inflammation is a big one you should listen to. Uh, listen to the gut and always when you can, food first. Yeah. So you can get food first through your stuff. So there are lots of great pro- probiotic strains and people who will start cultures with added. Uh, there's one strain right now I can't seem to find in any of the foods. So I'm really looking into Rotary. Is uh, Rotary is like lactobacillus. Rotary is one I'm trying to find in my foods because you know, it's food first. Yeah. Um, I'm with so, you on that for sure. I think it's something like there's over 70 billion in sauerkraut where more, I think 70 billion. Than 70. Well, there's 70 billion counts. So there's a difference. There's the strains. Okay. Yeah. So they call it the diversity of the strains and then the count. Okay. So what kind of strains you're getting. So when you're saying 70 billion, you're looking at the counts, not the strains, okay. um, but there's, there's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a regular probiotic when they say 10 billion, is that the strain or is that the count? The count. The count. Oh, that's really low then. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, and when they say like trillions of bacteria, they're not talking about trillions of different strains. They're talking about the count. Okay. Yeah. It's like but how it's it's similar it's, strains. That's why it's always better for food first, because they, they'll definitely naturally have more strains than your probiotic. Or your well, the beauty of a probiotic are two things. One is, is that they, they know what strains are beneficial. Okay. They're done in a, in, in a, in a, in a, in a very Control, um, controlled environment so that you're getting that. Um, and you're, so for example, if I want, uh, so I'll just call it a lab. Labs are like the, the, the labs are the, the short firm for the type of strain of bacteria, lactobacillus. So I'll say lab brevis. So brevis is a great one and you want to get that, right? But that only say grows in water kefir. Mm-hmm. But I also want acidophilus, mm-hmm. but I can't grow acidophilus in water kefir. Okay. I have to get that through my coconut kefir or my dairy kefir. Oh, so it. the different strains. So one strain can handle needs fat. One needs a certain type of environment. Yeah. A lot of the strains in kombucha are aerobic. They need oxygen mm. where most, uh, uh, I think almost all the strains in water kefir are anaerobic and they don't need it. So what they need to grow will change. So that's why diverse food is really great. Mm. Right? And so again, you don't know how your fermenter fermented. You don't know these things. So when you're taking a probiotic supplement, you know that. Now okay. there are talks about, are you getting that 50 billion once it's been sitting on a shelf? Mm. How are you able to do that? Right? Are, is it still strong? And mm-hmm. most people will say food first. Even I, I imagine even most of the pharmaceuticals will say, okay, yeah, if you can, but if you're in an acute situation, again, you always want to talk to your naturopath or your doctor on how to do that, those kind of stuff and where you are in, on your health journey. Mm-hmm. But where you're on your health journey matters and you need to have some definitely, I, I suggest always having someone along with you that you trust that has the same kind of stuff as yourself, right? So if, you know, you ask your doctor if you're not feeling well, you know, um, you know, will vitamin C help? A lot of them can't speak to the food, right? They are starting to now, but not as much. Yeah. So for me, it's is that it's also shown that it would be easier for the body to get the probiotics through mm-hmm. food than through a yeah. supplement. Right? It's natural. It knows what to do with it, right? Yeah. And also, I mean, now they're making the capsules themselves can get destroyed in the stomach. And I know they're making certain capsules to, mm. to withstand the kind of stomach acid. And like, there's all these different ideas of supplement versus probiotic. I mean, yeah. everybody would say, yeah, sometimes though, like, <clears throat> you know, getting your vitamin C through food is obviously 
the, the, the optimal, that would be right? yeah. very optimal. But sometimes if you're in acute state and you need 6,000 milligrams okay. or something like that, that's where supplements can be really helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So that with a healthcare professional that can help you on those places, it's really hard to get 6,000 milligrams through your food or 10,000 milligrams, or maybe it's not, but that's up to you, right? Cause then you have a different, you have different elements. So um, if you're looking for that, so I, I don't speak that I'm non-naturopath, but I am food first. Yes. So this idea of getting the different, the different foods that they, what they can provide you and Mm -hmm. making sure. So I always have like the three at the store. It's like the three, if you can take something from the sauerkraut family, Mm -hmm. and if you can take something from the dairy family or the coconut, we have a lot of vegans. So Mm -hmm. like the coconut kefir. The, are those similar? Are those in terms of um, properties and, and um, almost identical? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, which one are you talking about? Between uh, coconut, the coconut and, coconut? and like, yeah, the coconut. Yeah. And then so you're going to have, you're going to have different talks about calcium and stuff like that. Mm. But as far as probiotically is so nutrient wise, how it converts the coconut cream versus the dairy, you're, the, the same grains, mm. right. Mm-hmm. And what you fed those grains, they work, they work well. Mm-hmm. And so you can, so you have an equivalently probiotically uh, enzymatic nutrient mineral rich product Amazing. with the coconut. Absolutely. In fact, I like the coconut better because, because for me um, it's a bit, I like the taste better. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of the coconut one and it just, it just coconut's got gorgeous fat in it. Yes, exactly. So Gorgeous fat. I like that. That gorgeous fat. So sorry. So, so it's sauerkraut, uh, the dairy kefir or non-dairy and the coconut. And what was the third one? Water kefir. Water. Okay. Right. So we got these different, very different ferments that you can mm. do. There's lots of other ones. We have hot sauces, miso, mm. uh, all living. So we have, we have uh, lots of stuff that aren't in the fridge. But anything that's living, that's probiotic rich, that we're trying to get our probiotics in through our food are all in the fridge, mm-hmm. right? This is, we have to slow down the ferment. Otherwise, you're just going to have everything ferment way too quick. Or one of the byproducts of fermentation, which is a difficulty in my my field, is CO2, so carbon carbonation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 part of the it's it's kind of a part of it all. Um, and it's a dance. So as a water kefir uh, fermenter, I remember when I first started the business, I was like, real fermenters would not really want to go and buy their stuff on the, from the shelves, right? Because they're like, we know how we ferment and we know that to make a business model work, you have to make certain cuts that we're, we want, we don't want to do. So I was like, that was my thing is that mm-hmm. It's a dance with water kefir because of the CO2. I probably will, at this point, I'm sure some people will have figured it out. Um, I, I've i adapted my business model so it fits my product rather than my product being adjusted to fit my business model. Okay. So what do you mean exactly by the dance of carbon dioxide and what does that mean? <clears throat> so I want to fill my bottle up with so many probiotics that when you drink it, I know I feel good. Like you're, you're getting all the probiotics you need that day. I haven't cut any corners. You're getting a therapeutic hits. You're getting those billions of counts that I'm looking for. But that means my little 12 ounce bottle has billions of bacteria, probiotics, <laughs> but it has billions of bacteria eating at whatever sugar I've given them. In some cases, like coconut water, let's say. So now they're eating and as they eat and they reproduce, they create CO2. Mm-hmm. So that's all happening in this 12 ounce bottle with zero. There's no way of the CO2 getting out. Okay. So when you go to open up the bottle, so it's the champagne. We call it the champagne of functional beverages because it's a dance because sometimes even people who love the product are still like, like, what's the trick sometimes? And it's like, yeah, I know. It's like trying to, you know, you don't wow. know how long people have kept it out of the fridge. You don't know how, you know, so we have a, a, a date on it so that when it goes into the stores, we know how long it's been since it's been opened. Mm-hmm. This product doesn't really go bad, but we do have dates on them. Okay. And that's for the CO2. Mm-hmm. It's more like, I know that if that's, been, 
it's been built up. Uh, so yeah, also if it ferments long enough without that, you can also have an ethanol buildup, which is alcohol. You want to wow, make sure okay. you want it. That's that dance. Mm-hmm. But really the dance for, 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 for water kefir is definitely the CO2 because mm-hmm. uh, if I see it sitting at the big carrot and it's been on the, the shelf for three months and it hasn't been open. I mean, the CO2 has been building up. Wow. So I know the date on there and we call it the, instead of like the best before date, mm-hmm. you know, it gets, it goes bad. It's like, it's the best you open this up before. <laughs> <laughs> or else, yeah, you're going to have a little champagne party. You're going to have a champagne supernova. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Ah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So tell us a little bit about label reading and maybe perhaps what, what to look for in terms of a good fermented um, well, here. Because like what, from my experience, when I look, it's like, wow, why are they putting so much sugar? Why, why isn't there just natural sugar or part of the ferment? Like it'll actually see sometimes as part of the fermentation process. So tell us what sort of things to look out for. Well, if you're looking for a living product, mm-hmm. um, not just fermented. So there's fermented products that are no longer living, right? And a lot of hot sauces are like that too. Mm-hmm. But if they're not in the fridge, they're pretty much not living. Or miso, obviously, right? That's yeah. no so so miso is good. Miso in the fridge is is living. It's got it's it's like a fermented thing. But most people use it in soups and then that kind of yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. But it's fermented and it's living, especially the ones in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most misos are in the fridge. So yeah, no, that's that's a great product as well. But that one you might want to use it more like with a salad dressing if you're trying to get in it. it like again, once it's been fermented, so there's the prebiotics, there's the so the, po- the, the pro and the pre. So even if a product that's been fermented, that's no longer living probiotically, it's still very good for the gut. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking purely on probiotics, okay. right? So probiotically speaking, um, and which is where I'm about. That's where I'm still trying. When I say food first, primarily for the probiotics, okay. right? I know these strains. I'm trying to get these strains into my diet, so fermentation, again, remember, has a lot of benefits. It's not just probiotics. But when I speak, that's where that's my passion and that's where I'm going. So when I say when we're looking at stuff, if you want to get more probiotics through food, then um, then the keys would be in the fridge. You know, don't take pickles. You don't have to go get pickles off a shelf. If they're not in the fridge, they're not living. Um, I would always pick whenever you can pick a local fermenter. Mm. There's a lot of other things talking about like, you know, eat honey and stuff like that, that locally is better for your health as well. It's also a good sign that it hasn't traveled along. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I always say like, look at those will be really good right there. Local okay. in the fridge. Now, depending on what you're most now you don't have to with the sauerkrauts, uh, but with the kombuchas and the, um, uh, the, and water kefirs, you need a little bit of sugar to keep those ones alive. That's mm-hmm. those are those are what they're attracted to, and that's what they continually need to eat. Right? Sometimes they'll eat sugars, and sometimes they'll eat the carbs. They'll be actually eating the the vegetable itself. Right? Like they'll be breaking that down. That's how they'll be fed. In our case, they need a little bit of sugar. So. I have a lot of different formulas that we've created, but so we always have to put a little bit of sugar. So be it um, a little bit of apple juice or a little bit of, of um, uh, coconut water, just something to keep them alive through that stuff. So a certain amount of sugar is in there. I don't know how to read a lot of them because there is this thing happening in the food production kind of like how to get onto a scale of distribution, right? Like how do you get into Loblaws and Shoppers Drug Marts and how do you make a, a, a shelf-stable product that mm-hmm. can do that? It's, it's, it's different. Kombucha is easier because it doesn't have as much pro- probiotics, certainly doesn't have the same counts or diversity that a water kefir has. Mm-hmm. It is a different, it is an acidic acid ferment. So it is easier to stabilize, but also there is a kind of formula happening now in the food production world where you kind of just get your culture, add some sugar, put CO2 into it, which I can't understand because it the CO2 for me is, but it's a different product. I have okay. a very different oh, okay. product. Okay. When you see water kefir and kombucha, they're going to look alike. You're probably going to taste them and compare them, mm-hmm. but they are not the same. One has like kombucha has way more digestive enzymes than, than water kefir has, which is good and bad. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great ferment, 
kombucha, but it's just, it's just different. Yeah. So I don't, I would just say when you're going into it, if you're, you have to figure out what you're doing. If you're just looking for like a, like a sugar alternative drink, you can kind of grab any of them. And if it has living probiotics in it, it probably has significant less sugar than it says on the bottle, because by standards, you should be bottling with the sugar content on the, for day one that you bottled. Mm. But if it's been in the bottle for two weeks, three weeks, a month, mm-hmm. it's got way, it's got less sugar. Yes. That's the actual bacteria eat that sugar. Exactly. Right? Okay. Oh, they're converting it, right? They're, uh-huh, they're converting, yeah. converting it for you. So that's the kind of beauty of a fermenting too, is that the sugar will levels will go down. That's a good tip. Amazing. Yeah. So in terms of the water kefir, the coconut kefir, when's the best time? Is it on an empty stomach or when's the best time to actually really activate all of those amazing benefits? So I, 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 I mean, empty stomachs are good in a lot of ways, but then you, you know, you have that whole hydrochloric acid you know, gastric acid world that these things have to get through to get to your gut. A lot of, we want them to kind of do the digestive track down into the intestines, but mm. um, I have a thing. I love to start the morning with a scoop of just one tablespoon on an empty stomach to start my day with a, the coconut kefir. I just like to start my day like that. And then in the afternoon, there's something really good about a water kefir. It's a kind of nice, gentle, very sweet pick-me-up. So it's a great way to introduce, uh, like to take a glass of, of water kefir, whatever formula. I love the water kefir in the afternoon. Um, my husband drinks it at night because instead of drinking alcohol, he'd love to have a goodie gut instead. Mm. Um, and then at night, always something with your meal. So like a sauerkraut or a kimchi or some pickles mm. or a miso dressing with, uh, you know, miso salad dressing or just like a paste on something that's not cooked. These are just like easy ways. That's how I like to do my days. Like mm-hmm. kefir, the, the kind of, I call it the fat kefir. So be it coconut or dairy. And mm-hmm. then I call it the water kefir in mm-hmm. the afternoon. And then some kind of kraut in the, in the evening. And there is so many good, oh my goodness. There are so many good fermenters in our city. Like we're really lucky. I mean, in like Ontario, yeah, at Toronto in particular, they are so good. You can get they they're they're experimenting with so many different things and flavors. Great kimchi people, like it's just a great easy. It's so easy to eat well in the city. So with your nets, yeah. What are your favorite or the best selling formulas that you have? So I so I um so. I've created my formula. So when I started doing water kefir, what was really important to me, it went back to my kind of science was that, that this wasn't just lip service, like I, that my, my drinks in fact were therapeutic, right? So if you can say probiotics, so how do I say this? So you're, ha- you're going to get a cold and someone says to you, maybe we'll use vitamin C or ginger. Someone says to you, okay, you need some vitamin C to fight this cold, Right. And then you take and you lick an orange and you can say, I had some vitamin C, but it's not enough vitamin C. It's not like the proper dosage or therapeutic amounts that your body actually is going to be supported. So you do need a dose. It's the same thing with probiotics. You can say there's probiotics in it, but where is, how big is the dose, right? So I wanted to make sure that my drinks were considered therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And so I connected with uh, two people. One was two professors, Siam, Professor Siam and Pre- uh, Professor Akaladi at Centennial College that has a spectacular microbiology department. And they, a lot of the fourth year students would take the goodie gut and they were testing it. So I could get back the strains, the counts, the diversity mm-hmm. and kind of get the thumbs up. Yep. Mm. And this, I did this because, you know, I'm a small business owner. I don't have the money that some of the corporations have yeah. to go and get it tested and do that. Cause that could be you know, hundred thousand dollars. It's like, it could be quite expensive. So I partnered with these people who uh, with their fourth year university students and like having these kind of uh, tests done and have been doing those tests since 2018 um, and got, you know, the thumbs up. So what I wanted to do was also create gut health, water kefir, but it's water. It's like so easy to deliver other stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, 
let's do other things. So we created these formulas that were water kefir, gut health, plus a booster. So that booster would give you the additional health. So for example, one of them is granted immunity. It's our water kefir with a shot of ginger, Mm -hmm. like a full on shot of ginger, lemon, Mm -hmm. um, and a little bit of coconut water. I always say ginger's for you, the coconut water's for the probiotics. But what happens is now you get fermented ginger. It's not flavored. It doesn't have a taste. It's actually a shot of ginger that has been in each in each one of those granted immunity bottles. We've done the same thing, but we we've done turmeric. So we have, you know, mix that with a little bit of mango for the probiotics, turmeric for you. And this idea that you're going to get that additional the kind of like inflammation support yeah. on top of mm-hmm. gut health, right? We've done that with lavender and blueberries. Um, we've done it with celery and mint and chlorophyll. So there's these different formulas. They look beautiful, they taste good, but they have these additional benefits. Mm-hmm. And that was done a lot with getting them tested through the university. I ended up talking to a professor at, or professor, a doctor at Ghent University. Um, he's the doctor of science, biochemistry, and biotechnology. He actually was one of the scientists who discovered a strain in water kefir that um, had never they've never found. It's probably yeah. it's pretty exciting for these doctors, right, to be able to do this stuff and find something. Yeah. And he got to name it. So it was pretty exciting for him. So I, I, I worked with him and that's how I, those are my formulas. Nice. So you'll see them. They're beautiful. They have very different flavor palettes, but they're not, I know that people aren't going to drink something. They're subtle, or right? Like it's subtle, like the different flavors. <clears throat> well, no, there's nothing subtle about oh, my drink. Yeah. Okay. Compared to things, it's, there's nothing, I, I, oh. I there's nothing subtle about me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> So, but like compared to, there's no flavoring. I guess what I'm saying is that we, we, I, I spent a long time creating my formulas for the water kefir and they were based on how do you get that dance between how do you get the best amount of probiotics, the best thing with the lowest sugar possible. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that thing. And so it was the same thing with the drinks. It's like, I need everybody to have this amount of ginger. It needs to be fermented with some lemon, whatever, turmeric with a little bit of black pepper, <clears throat> pardon me. And so how do I get that in a drink that tastes that people still want to drink? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that it doesn't matter how good it is for you. If it doesn't, if they don't like it, they're not going to drink it. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but we've never really played with it. It kind of worked out. They just worked out. They had their, the ginger worked out well with the water kefir is a gorgeous ferment. Uh, and we will be doing workshops on people who want to do their own ferments, be it water kefir. Yeah, or, yeah. I was no, going to ask you that. Yeah. Definitely sure. going to. I have, I've, I have some of the best fermenters mm-hmm. um, that are willing to do these workshops. It's a great ferment, but, and, and you get to put your personality into it. So my personality is, like go big or go home. So it's like if you're, and, and it was, it was more like, oh, I need this gut health, but I also have inflammation issues. Yeah, it was all. Sure. I found my way to gut. We'll all find our way to the gut. Yeah. If it's not for, if it's not through digestive problems, if it's not through skin problems, mm. not through, uh, yeah, mood stuff. For me, one hundred percent, the elements around it all were around my. It was around anxiety. Believe it or not, I found my way to the gut because of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I found my way and, and, and inflammation. So I was like, okay, I've got to do my turmeric over here and I got to do my, mm-hmm. and, I thought, okay, combine it. and I combined it. And not only was it better this way because it was one kind of thing, but it's like, oh, right. Fermented turmeric yeah. is amazing. So it all kind of worked out like that. And now these formulas exist kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so amazing. So tell us a little bit about this um, Goody Gut collab. So what's going on there? Anyway, it's open to the public. Can we come in? Is that where you're going to be hosting these workshops? Right. Okay. So I had to pivot during COVID and found a space that worked for me. Um, and in the front was like, it was like a hair salon at one point. And I was like, oh, you know, if I could put a wall here, I could have cold, uh, goody gut labs in the back. And in the front, I could have the store collaboration, right? Collab. So collaborate with other fermenters mm-hmm. and create a space where people didn't have to work so hard on to find out what was good for them or what they needed. And if they had questions to answer that they mm-hmm. could have a forum, I'm not a naturopath. I can't answer a lot of those questions, but what happens if I had a naturopath in the store? What happens if we, mm-hmm. I can't teach people how to make sauerkraut, but 
I know lots of people who can. And so it was kind of this idea. It was born out of the desire to kind of facilitate gut health Mm -hmm. uh, for people through food first, Mm -hmm. right? So carefully curated foods, also things in the store that help with the disruptors of gut health because the microbiome is pretty sensitive. It's not, it's not super sensitive, but it can be off balance quite, quite quickly. Antibiotics, stress, wrong diet. There's lots of things that can disrupt the biome. And so what can we do? So everything from like alternatives to certain kind of hair, like health, uh, sorry, home care, body care elements like that. Um, but it specializes in sourcing out the the best locally fermented foods, drinks, grocery, uh, staples, products that so that you can kind of like we said heal your body, your body, your mind, your soul, everything around the gut. And so right now you can and we, we'll have. We have fridges full of beautiful ferments. We have beautiful shelves with gorgeous things. And like, you know, just a reminder, like olive oil is also great for your guts, right? The polyphenols are amazing. Like there's all these little elements that are really good for you in the stores. Plus we have a ready to eat menu. That's really great for showing you, for example, we have an avocado toast that we put living salsa into hmm. uh, green table ferments makes this amazing living salsa add that to some uh, some avocado put it on a piece of sourdough bread uh, or whatever and it's gorgeous and now you've got your probiotics in the way you never even imagined so if you don't like sauerkraut hmm. and you like you like guacamole you're set you know wow. so we have like ready to eat like smoothies that you don't have to worry about whether or not you want hemp seeds or not you do. Mm. So it's like, <laughs> you do want the hemp seeds. You won't taste them, but it'll be fine. You definitely want the hemp seeds. So it's mm. that kind of idea, like just like this drink, but it also then has the coconut kefir in it. So now you have a probiotic drink. We're not asking you if you want the coconut kefir. We're like, you want the coconut kefir. Yeah. We'll have that. We're going to expand by hopefully, um, we're going to expand. We have baskets and kits. So, oh, I just had antibiotics. I had a bout of what should I do to help my gut through food? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So all these little things will be there and workshops and interviews, really getting to know everything around, like specializing on like, yeah, like this idea of certain strains targeting certain things. So the psychobiotics for kind of Mm -hmm. mental health, this idea of getting into certain foods, and strains for immunity support around cold season, the gut biome, when does it actually start? So the infant, the kind Mm -hmm. of infant biome, lots of different ideas of stuff, workshops, fun workshops, introducing kids to the biome in a way that they can understand it and they understand and have some fun with it and not get kind of grossed out by it to people who want to do their own ferments and learn more about ferments and learn how to make their ferment and maybe create a community for people who can exchange their ferments yeah. in that world. Like, it's, Oh, I make some coconut kefir. Can I try some of your pickles? And yeah. knowing that it's delicious and it's fun, but also that's the key as well. Getting that diversity from the foods into your, to your diet. Oh, that is amazing. I can't wait to come and visit. Thank you. Oh, I'd love it. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I my strength is I've never actually even worked retail, so it's not my strength. So we're taking very baby steps in that world. Mm-hmm. But I we opened up in the Oakwood Village, mm-hmm. which is like West End Toronto, mm-hmm. um, you know, near kind of the Dufferin and St. Clair area. And I love it. The people there are amazing. Mm-hmm. The diversity in the in the community, the type of people, everybody who's stepped through the store, I, you know, I feel like, oh my gosh, I've got all these new best friends. I love it. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying the process. I'm really enjoying the Oakwood neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really, it's been really great. I, I love it. Yeah. So when things are supposed to happen, just everything falls into place, right? Yeah. I mean, this wasn't easy. You know, it, it just was, I'll, I'll tell you, like, that'll be another podcast about <laughs> pushing this into existence mm, sure. uh, was was not an easy process for me and might have been for other people different where you know where our struggle is or our challenges lay this was a big one to 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 push this into an actual existence sometimes i walk into the store and i see the sign and i see the the, the ferments against the wall and sometimes it's still like just i can't believe it's out of my brain and into Aww, the re- like funny. into the physical world now yeah it's great that's amazing, Andrew. I'm so happy for you. So Thank happy. You. Yeah. So before we go on to a little bit more personal about you, is there anything else that you'd like our listeners or viewers to know? Um, or maybe you can wrap it up in a, in a way, anything. 
So I do ramble. I apologize when it comes <laughs> no, to like, not at all. It's like I, 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 I passion, I, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it is, but it does. There is a bit of a full circle for me around like starting in the science and wanting to help people, but also being really interested in the healing arts. You know, like I, I, I've always loved that. Like you know, I, I, um, I've always loved it. So to see myself in this place of kind of everything making sense now, like I'm mm-hmm. a little bit older, you know, but seeing all my like travels land here. Oh, and I'll just say on this last note. So water kefir is ferments so much. And I was throwing out these gorgeous grains every second day. I also juice the ginger and the turmeric and the celery and the lemon and the lavender and the blue. And I was throwing out all the fiber. And I was like, this, what can I do? What can I do? And so um, I ended up making, this is like, just, this is not a business yet, but I just made to talk about this kind of emotional life that, you know, following, I ended up making these dog treats from it. And I figured out this formula and somehow it worked. Again, there's lots of hemp, (laughs) but basically it's this, just recycling this. There's a couple of added things like coconut oil Mm -hmm. and some hemp um, into the product, but learned how to dehydrate it and created these dog treats and just got them tested um, at the uh, back at Centennial and the UFT partnership. And it came back with a big thumbs up. And I was like, and to the point where they ended up, nothing has come of it. Nothing. I've heard of heard anything, but they liked it and they thought it was such a great product that they submitted it somehow into some kind of program that's up for review at the at um, the Metro Toronto Zoo. So for me, I thought I was like I was like I literally could die now. Like if I <laughs> have if I didn't finish my pre vet medicine, <laughs> I, I didn't finish that. But somehow looped wow. around. 35 years later, so true on the other side, right? It's like, okay, I'm not going to come in through this door, but I'm going to come in through that door. I, my mind would blown, be blown. It's like the fact that I could have created something that might be good for like baby zoo animals or baby puppies, because that the cane and more in the canine world, Mm. um, which is a very different gut than say the feline gut. But anyway, so I would, yes, I would just be like, yeah, I'm done. So I would say I talk too much about gut. I sometimes see my customers and people zone out. There's like a, there's like a thing that happens. I get it. Hopefully you can cut this into some cohesiveness, but I just say gut health matters. Food first. Um, Fermentation is gorgeous, be it for preserving, for taste or for health. There's so much that goes into it. There's a lot that happens uh, with it. You're, whether or not you like it, your gut is filling with, you know, uh, trillions mm. of microorganisms. Be a little bit conscious of who you invite in, exactly. you know, because yeah. they are speaking to you. And the way you wouldn't want anybody speaking nasty to you, we talk about that through mindfulness in your brain, right? Like how you talk to yourself, how, well, then make sure that your gut and how they're talking to you is also beneficial for you. That's what I would say. And fermentation definitely has a role in that. Great. That's beautiful. That's a really nice way to wrap it up for sure. So I am curious, what is the best advice that you have ever been given? You know, I, I was, I have a really hard time with what's your favorite color. What's your favorite movie. (laughs) I never know how to answer that. And they make me, they make me so afraid because you get caught in between. Like, I can't even remember a movie I've watched. (laughs) Like I get into the, like, let alone my favorite, but I would say, um, I was thinking about that one and there's again, like it's almost daily, but I would say if I had to think of one, I would say that I have been influenced by a lot of healers, a lot of people. I, I, I'm ferocious reader. Mostly, unfortunately, I read mostly nonfiction. Mm-hmm. It just tends to be where I might I go. It's what I do. Uh, I have a sister who's read everything fiction, but I'm exact opposite in the nonfiction. Um, and depending on what stage I was, would change. But I would say if I had to kind of pick. It's not even advice from a person. It was reading Ram Dass's uh, Be Here Now. Mm. And like what you have to do to be driving your own car 
and not having, you know, your triggers or your past uh, or your unconscious self or your programming self to be driving your car, to be you and present and be here in every moment um, required so many other things to be taken care of, to be present. So I would say the best advice was be here now. Mm-hmm. The magic is in the moment. Do whatever it is you got to do to make yourself present and be gentle to, on yourself while you're, you know, when you're not. But I would say definitely, I mean, I love Ram Dass, but I would say be here now would be beautiful. Thank you. I love that too. I use that a lot as well. Yeah. Well, tell us what are your top three non-negotiable self-care habits? Okay. So I would say similar, like I've shared with you, um, anxiety was a thing for me. So meditation, meditating is like a kind of, when I say non-negotiable, it's like, I'm not super disciplined when it comes to like health and all that stuff. I love the science about it. I want to help. So I'm not like a perfect, like, uh, you know, I do indulge on the weekends. I do those things. But when I say top non-negotiable, it means that I actually can't exist well if I don't do these things. It's not more like I defend them. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I tell you these are the things I need to do. Yeah for me to be a healthy person and happy is meditation. Mm-hmm. There's no, I can't exist without it uh, daily. Uh, and certain times, occasionally I have to do it. Sometimes I'm forced to do it during the day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and that one has been a lifesaver for me. I would say Epsom salt baths mm-hmm. are really important to me and some form of, depending on what it is, uh, some kind of, herbs and, and essential oils that kind of combined in that. And it changes for me nightly, like whatever that is. Those are like non-negotiable. I have to have a detox bath and mm-hmm. some form of support through the herbs and essential oils. In the winter, it's vitamin D. It's awesome. super important to me. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, lastly, they're kind of connected and I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but uh, loving relationships. Hmm. I could, it's kind of like I would drop a lot of things to make sure that for somebody or for a connection, like it's very, it's the key to my self-care. I I believe in kind of the interdependence, you know, like not codependence and not like complete individual. I really truly believe in interdependence and that you cannot live in this world on your own. It is meant to we're meant to be interdependent in each other in healthy ways so my relationships are very important and non-negotiable and that also means fermented foods <laughs> so i'm not trying to be cheesy on that one but it's true it's like i take care in taking nurturing and nourishing those relationships that are both in and out outside of me very nice. I love it. That's not cheesy at all. I think that's okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay. So where can people connect with you and find you and all of that good stuff? So I am most at the store a lot these days. And that store is on Oakwood, mm-hmm. the South of Rogers. So it's 336 Oakwood Avenue. And my hours are Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 10 to 6 and Saturday and Sundays from 9 to 6. I'm pretty consistently there, but not always. So if you're trying to connect with me in particular, I might not be at the store. Another great way is to follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. um, at, uh, at Goody Gut mm-hmm. or at Goody Gut Collabs. I'm not great at Instagram. I haven't actually transferred the information to one to the other. I'm going to get some help in the fall, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely check my messages. I can oh. be contacted there. And of course, if you go to www goodygut.ca yes oh. sorry my teenage sons make fun of me because i always say www <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that anymore mom but okay so if you could go to goodygut.ca yeah um you can sign up to be on our mailing list and you can stay in the, all the information from promos new product workshops, uh, interviews, anything like that. So anything that's happening, it's a great way to get to stay in contact would be go to the mailing list Mm -hmm. or to the Instagram. Beautiful. And speaking of promos, you do have something special for our listeners and viewers. Do you want to share that? Yes. So I think you're going to share how to do it. 
Mm-hmm. But what we have is a beautiful fermenting package. And so we'll have everything from, we'll be like the, all the things that we were talking about. So the dairy kefir, some water kefirs, we'll put in some sauerkrauts and some pickles. We're going to add some fun things in there that you might not have thought that could be living like our hot sauces. Mm. We have, we're also going to add in things that are no longer living, but are wonderful ferments like olive oils chocolates. These are all great ferments, even though they're not probiotic. They Remember, we talked about there's lots of other benefits to it. We'll put some of those elements into our package and excited to, we can deliver it to anywhere in the GTA, or they can come to the store and pick it up at the same time. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is so generous of you. So in order to win this beautiful uh, promo package, all you need to do is share. So once the actual uh, podcast goes live, I'll share, uh, I'll actually post it on my um, Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And all you need to do is uh, tag us, both of us and share it on yours on your Instagram or Facebook and or LinkedIn. And then the first person to do that, because we'll get notification, obviously, will actually be the winner of this beautiful package. Okay. Great. Yes. Amazing. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. This was so fun. I love, love, love what you're doing. I love your passion. I love where this is evolving to be or become, right? That's super exciting. I can just see like for the viewers that are going to eventually view this, like you can just see the passion in your eyes. You're just a beautiful soul. Thank you for doing what you're doing because this is really helping so many people. So I wish you the best of luck um, with future endeavors and the current one. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah, me neither. This has been fantastic. I was so nervous. I had to like meditate before and you're so good at this. And I feel like I'm just so happy. I'm so grateful that you reached out and I'm so grateful to have had this, this, this talk with you really honestly. And I would invite you to come in. I'll take good care of you when you come in and I'll introduce you to all my trillions of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes. <laughs> literally. I love that. I love that. Okay. Bella. Ciao for now. Thank you so ciao, much. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian Seamoss. Check them out and get some awesome Seamoss at www.stlucianseamoss.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at SavoyaSelfCare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.